You know, in our daily lives, I think we all have times of darkness and loneliness and struggles and things that just set us apart and you feel like you're all alone, that you're isolated, right? I've experienced that in my life many times. And I think that's a common occurrence. You know, whether it's the loss of a spouse, some trouble with children in the family, maybe it's a relationship that's gone astray. It could be the death of a parent. You name it, that loss and loneliness, you feel isolated. Could be at work. You know, somebody, something's just not going right. You feel isolated. People have a tendency, human, human nature is, we talk and we spread and we, we gossip, right? We do. That makes us isolated. I think in today's readings, all three readings, there is isolation. In that first reading, Abraham, he was promised that he would inherit the land for his people. And he's going, really? How is this going to happen? This land has been in dispute for thousands of years. God, how, how is this going to happen? Because our loneliness and our isolation sometimes excludes God from the equation. We don't think of God in that equation. Abraham did the same thing. God, this is not going to happen. I don't, I don't understand. Yet it did. God fulfilled his promise to Abraham. In that second reading, you know, we hear about different things and really God promises us that we will be like him and our bodies will be resurrected like him, eternal life. Is that hard for us to believe here and now? It's hard for our minds to wrap around that concept, that isolation from God. Do you really mean this, Lord? Is this really going to happen? Can this really happen? In our human nature, it's hard to understand that. But God promises that, uh, that, that to us through our faith. Through our faith, we have that promise. In the transfiguration, I think it all comes to realization that God's presence in our lives, he shone differently. His, his face lighted up. His clothes were dazzling white. It was the paramount that he is the Messiah. He is the person who God promised to us. So there isn't darkness in our lives if we look to him. And in daily life, that's hard to do. In the muddle of daily life, and the mud of daily life, it's hard to see God in all of that. Yet he promises that to us. The realization in Christ that he is there. And the words that really strike me, this is my chosen son. Listen to him. It's very direct. This is my chosen son. Listen to him. How could we not believe that? Yet in our daily lives, it's hard. So we come to church. We have one another. We have community of faith. We come to communion with the hope that that spiritual food, that body and blood of Christ, nourishes us to, in all facets of our life, believe that he is there to believe that he is present each and every moment of our lives, and he is. But it's so easy for us as human beings to let that go in the muddle of everyday life. Yet there's assurances, 
not only through the Eucharist, but through one another, that we have that hope, that we look at each other and give each other hope, that we look at each other and see Christ in one another. Because when we see each other, we are the image and likeness of Christ. We are like him. So I challenge all of us today, all of us, to get up in the morning, to look for Christ and to say, be with me today, Lord, and be conscious about it. Let's be conscious about every moment of every day. Lord, be with me today. Lord, be the light of my life. Because if we do that, if we do that each and every moment, the darkness will dissipate. The darkness will go away. It doesn't mean life's going to be perfect. But the light of Christ, that shining face of Christ, will be in our lives every moment of every day. And all of us should challenge ourselves and one another to do that each and every moment of each and every day.